This is Nora Ephron and Rob Reiner talking about coming up with when Harry met Sally. We've talked about before how we first started working on this together. And just like every married couple in the world, we couldn't remember exactly. We couldn't remember exactly. Like, was it 1984 or 1985? Right. Definitely lunch at the Russian Tea Room. Yeah, I remember meeting at the Russian Tea Room, and I remember pitching you an idea that you completely rejected. That's right. And it was very embarrassing because it was before we'd even ordered lunch. Right, right. I should have waited. I should have waited till we had till we ate a little bit and we were having our coffee. But it was okay though because we got the idea out of the way. Yeah. And then we had a conversation. You, me, and Andy Scheinman. Right. You sort of talked about your life, right. your lives, right. your lives as single guys. Right. And then that was the end of the lunch. Then you right. came back to New York. You were staying in a hotel in Central Park South. Right. And I went up to your room. And I, all I remember saying is that I had an idea. I didn't know what it was going to be. I had an idea, uh, scenes from a friendship. It was basically, I had seen Ingmar Bergman, scenes from marriage. And I was trying to find any way that I could codify in some kind of screenplay form all of the experiences that I had been going through as a single person for like 10 years. Yeah, that and is making... so not what happened. But what happened? What did I say to you? What you said was that you had this idea for a movie, that you'd right. always loved this idea. Two people become friends right. at the end of the first major relationship in each of their lives, right. and they make a decision not to have sex because it will ruin the friendship, and, and then, then they, they have, have sex, sex, and it, and it ruins, ruins the, the friendship. friendship. That's And this is Required Watching, where we watch the essential films from the list of cinematic influencers and look at them through the lens about learning about filmmaking and how to move forward. I'm Trey Epps. And today, we're finally here. We're finally doing it. We're we're all in love. (laughs) It's it's, uh, cuffin season, as the kids call it. Do they still call it that? Who knows? But we're talking about When Harry Met Sally. This is directed by Rob Reiner, written by Nora Ephron, starring... Uh, Meg Ryan, Billy Crystal, a whole host of other people that I didn't want to name, but of course I got to shout out Carrie Fisher. And this movie is simple. It's about Harry and Sally who have known each other for years and are good friends, but they fear sex would ruin their friendship. Now, uh, I'm a sucker for rom-coms. I'll be completely honest, but they must be good. I don't. Ha- I have a. I don't like trash rom-coms. I think as my wife and I just try to sit down and watch something we have most definitely have like just put on a really crap movie but if i had to choose <laughs> much like my my uh spirits of choice i'd much rather have something a bit of quality um i i the rom-coms just not me anymore and they don't get any respect not really i mean just re- just not anymore because of you know they just don't do very well for some reason and there, are, there was a golden time in the 90s that rom-coms exploded and people were clamoring for them. And uh, they were fantastic. But as a kid, I wasn't that interested. I mean, uh, I've seen this film, but I, I don't think I ever have seen it in its entirety, really. I, I, I certainly know, knew most of the story and, and have seen all of these bits. But I cannot tell you a time where I've sat down and went, I'm going to put on when Harry and Sally. Um, but it's it's beloved by audiences and and critics and voters as it was nominated for Golden Globes and Academy Awards amongst other things. Um, but here's a little known fact about me: while people cite When Harry Met Sally as being the rom com, and I, I don't think they're too far off, 
if someone asked me what kind of rom or what rom com about <laughs> what rom-com I'd prefer. I'd probably say Bridget Jones's Diary. I think that trilogy is the bomb. Um, <laughs> uh, listen, I <laughs> this movie has so much significance based on where I watched it, who I was with, where I was going, all that stuff. And I think that kind of applies to a lot of things I think are my favorites of anything. I think that applies to all of us, maybe. But... I cannot focus on a, a <laughs> on a movie while being hungry, and that kind of if you ask if you ask me why I don't like something uh, a movie particularly, you should ask me if I was ever if I was hungry during the movie because I know it'll sway the way I feel about it. It, it can be anything. There was uh, I used to I used to work at a, at a theater as a teenager, and I know, I remember sitting in the middle of a movie and going. Oh, I'm gonna order X, Y, and Z as soon as I get out of here. And I just could not focus on what was in screen because I just wanted the credits to roll. I don't remember the movie, <laughs> the movie that it was, but I just could not sit there. And I even remember saying to myself, "I'm missing this film because I'm thinking about the food that I'm gonna eat." Anyways, uh, when the credit, credits rolled, though, when Harry met Sally, I was absolutely blown away by the effect that it had on me. I wanted more about the process of the making of this film, and I wanted more of the people I'd seen on screen. I didn't want a sequel, of course, but I, I wanted more. Um, I mean, maybe it was like the coziness of New York and this, this love and what felt like a spontaneous relationship of this couple throughout the years maybe just reminded me of the people that I knew. I, I, I can't tell you the one thing, but I may have watched uh, You Got Mail, which is a kind oh. <laughs> Yeah, which is a kind of sequel, and we'll talk about that when we get there, but not really. I, listen, You've Got Mail is coming, unfortunately. Um, but I remember that Noir Efron films always connected with me. I can't put my finger on it exactly, but I think it's... I, I do think it's the way she looks at relationships, and specifically the ones that revolve around New York. And I also think there's a lot of um, films I attribute to Noir Efron that aren't Noir Efron films, because they just have like that that style. Um, I don't know. Serendipity comes to mind for some reason. I really like that film. I went to Serendipity. It was amazing. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Do you guys know what I mean? I, I, I was, I, I just convinced myself that she was still alive making these movies because of the other movies that I thought she had made. And I had this Stacy dash moment where I'd forgotten that she died. I knew that she died, but I'd forgotten that she died. Um, and it's it's sad. It's sad. It's sad to have had that loss because I feel like she was a writer and had had that kind of clout to make rom coms rami again. Um, uh, but in all, all seriousness, I do think I do like I think she had that. She just has something about her, and I you know every movie that she made wasn't a hit, but it was it was it was so so specifically Nora Ephron. Um, I know people would do anything to be in an Efron film. I, I would, and uh, there's just something about that st- her style. Uh, even when, like in this film, she's not even directing, but it feels so very Nora Efron as opposed to you've got Mail when she is directing. That is the same consistency of style across the way. Um, it doesn't surprise me that this film was a close knit group based on the relationship between Nora Efron and Rob Reiner. It felt like these characters had so much depth on the page, and Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan only amplified it. And as an actor, I'm sure those are the things that you want, right? Like, not only do you have this relationship that you can witness in your director and writer, but you also have, um, we also have like so much depth on the page that you're able to 
to just do a lot with the material. Uh, of course, with Billy Crystal, uh, there's a lot of you know, the stories of, of Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan improvising their way through the movie. And it's not a complete disregard of, of, of the script. But but to, you know, I guess they realized that they were able to add things to it as, as actors. And it's incredible to to know that this a lot of the, the famous moments of this film like wouldn't have existed because they weren't in the script. Uh, and I think that I think that's because of like the trust that Rob Reiner and Nora Ephron had in the people that they cast, um, which doesn't which just doesn't happen. And I think there's just like this ability to be scared to let go of power. Um, as a director or as a writer, like to give your script, to give your film away to two people. And, and, and again, like time is always an issue and money is always, always an issue. So I get it. Um, but here are some little known facts. Kara Fisher, first of all, it's not really a, a, a fun fact, I, I, I don't think. But I it took me a very long time to realize that it was Carrie Fisher. I didn't look at the credits. Uh <laughs> I just don't think I recognized her outside of Star Wars and outside of like some of the things that she was in later on in life. Um, and I'm realizing that some of these uh, these older actors uh, who are absolute icons, I don't know how much of their other films I've been watching. Um, uh, if you didn't know, Tom Hanks and Molly Ringwald were in the running for these roles. And... No, no one liked the title of this film. So Rob Reiner had a title naming contest with the crew, rewarding them with uh, a case of champagne, which I'm not going to lie. I feel like Rob Reiner has really good taste in champagne. So I would 100% have thrown in so many suggestions in hopes to get 12 bottles of, of champagne from Rob Reiner. Um, as far as scene stealers go for me, I think the biggest scene stealer was the cast, the chemistry between Meg Ryan and, and Billy Crystal was uh, palpable. Um, I don't think, uh, like, I, I just don't think, I, I think it's hard to to get that. I think it's also hard to recreate that. And I think that's what a lot of people try to do. I think when we know characterizations of Billy Crystal, um, and what I don't know is that entire film journey, his entire film journey, um, you can tell that he was having fun while making this movie, that he really enjoyed making this movie. And I think, I think that goes to, obviously with the entire cast. Um, a super special shout out to Carrie Fisher, RIP. Again, I, I did just didn't recognize her and it's a shame. With that, we have to talk about the four-way telephone call scene, which I'd seen in other things and understood that it was an homage to this film, which I then found out was an homage to Pillow Talk. And it was all shot simultaneously and it took... I believe they said 60-something takes in order to get it done right, which is so much time. But it's such a wonderful payoff. Before knowing of the history about that scene, I watched it and actually rewound it to to watch it again because it felt like something felt... Something, something clicked about the scene. Something very much clicked about it in a way that I couldn't figure out. And it, when you watch it, you're like, oh, it's just the scene. But to do that live to do that simultaneously is crazy and uh obviously it took a lot of time to get it done but it, 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 the scene itself is amazing but the making the knowing how it was made is also pretty incredible now i don't think i changed anything about this film it's what i consider to be one a perfect rom-com which not a lot of films in my opinion have that title uh 
we we should probably talk about other ones i think have that have that title but i think it's really really great but i think i'd rename it uh to a romantic drama i think it was funny uh <laughs> i think i think they had some comedic elements but i'm not sure if it was a full-on comedy it wasn't also a full-on romance but i think it was i don't know we don't we don't call things rom-droms and i think we should <laughs> I think you should not only because it's funny, but because uh, I think it alleviates the pressure of having jokes every three seconds. And I don't think this movie does that, but I think it's because it doesn't do that. And Billy Crystal character was the comedian, uh, was the funny man. Was like he wasn't odd in any way, but he was like Meg Ryan was a straight person, and uh, and he just had like these quips. And it, I just think there's a distinction. But we can talk about that another day. Uh, if we're talking about if this film is required, of course, I am in love with this movie, guys. I'm adding it to movies that I will watch over and over again, especially in this like fall, Thanksgiving-y, like October, you know, Halloween-y, Christmas-y, like holiday times. I, it, it just feels like it slots right in perfectly. Um, these movies just don't get made anymore. And I don't know why, but I think studios have tried and I don't know how to create films like this. I can only describe it as lightning in a bottle. The film had a life when Rob Rayner and uh, Nora Ephron met and they observed each other and and Nora put this on paper and the cast really brought it to life. And the takeaway here isn't that isn't just that you should mind your own life uh, to write what you know because I fucking hate that phrase sometimes, but it's also to choose the actors. Uh, who care about the the characters that they're portraying and want to collaborate and turn the words on on in the page to to a bit more of an experience and and also just the the, the supporting people Rob Rayner and Efron who allowed that kind of collaboration. I mean, again, the things that we know about this film wouldn't exist without that kind of improvisation, without that collaboration, with the you know without the time and money being used. And I think that's. I, I will continue to say that's the thing that's killing film is that we are we endeavor to make film fast because it's cheaper. What we're losing is the connection with the actors, connection with the crew, and and connection with um you know just it's all all around connection. I won't I won't go on a diatribe about it, but I think that's what it truly is. And I think we allowed, especially in a rom com, throw any rom com out. If we allow these actors to get to know each other, to go out to dinner, to to spend time getting to know each other or like the cast and crew and the director. It's it, 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 the machine of making a film is terrible. I think we need to treat it much more of an art and, uh, and less of a machine. Um, they both have their place. They have to, but I think, I think we're losing the art of it all. And I think that's really comes down to relationships of it all, but I'm blathering at this point. So tell me what you think about the film. I'm super curious. Do you? I, I want to speak to someone who hates this film. I, it, it always intrigues me when someone has a completely opposite uh, opinion about a film that I, I thoroughly enjoy. I have strong feelings about liking it, so let's talk about people who, who don't like this film. And with that, leave comments, subscribe, leave some five-star reviews, guys. It would really, really help it out. Thumbs up and all that nonsense. I appreciate it. Required watching as a film club, and without you guys... It's all for naught. So thank you, whether you're one person or several hundred thousand. Uh, I appreciate you tuning in. So thank you so much. Peace.